I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's just do it straight from the top. Just, it'll be helpful. I'm sorry. Okay. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. Hey, Becky. I'm David Streepy. Hey, David Streepy. This week on the show, we eat tofu po'boys, fire up the grill. Wait, what? And we try... What? It's not on here. I wrote it, hand wrote it. Oh, on your copy. This week on the show, we eat tofu po'boys, we fire up the grill, and we try kind frozen cherry cashew. I think that's what they call this product. Is that what they call it? I think so. It's another creative way to not say ice cream. No. I don't have the grill on mine. No, it's uh, only on mine because I printed the scripts out yesterday morning, and then yesterday evening we grilled, and then after I'd eaten, I was like, we should talk about this. We haven't grilled in a minute. And so here we are. Did we talk about that? Yeah, and I said, Talking I'll hand write it on mine. You didn't say that. I did. You I said, did I'll go not. write it on mine. And then you were like, sure. And I went and I did that. I just, I don't think that happened. It 100% did. I don't, I can't tell if you're joking or not. I'm not joking. Take <laughs> Streepy. I don't we remember had- that happening at all. I We grilled. I know that. I don't know how comfortable I am talking about grilling because of the grill that we're using right now. Oh, I want to talk about that grill that you're using. Okay. I'm intrigued by it and I want more information. I'm, I, okay. If that's what you want to do, that's what we'll do. <laughs> it's very much what I want. Okay. That's fine. How are you? Hey. Hey, I'm hey, good. I flipped it. I'm good. Our kid doesn't have COVID. Okay. Nobody yelled at me over text message today. Who? Via, as opposed to last week when I had text banked, I didn't text bank this weekend. There was no oh. text banking this weekend. Now, who are you text banking for? Uh, I'm text banking for Common Cause. Okay. Trying to end What's that the filibuster. Uh, Let's do that. In the old Philly. Yeah. Get rid of that Philly. More Phillies. Yes. Like cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. Less Philly, like filibuster. Yeah. Has anybody made that shirt yet with a Liberty Bell on it? Oh, my gosh. That would be a really great shirt. Yeah. That's a great shirt. But you, you kind of have to be from Philly to have to make and wear that shirt. Maybe the sandwich is also included on the shirt. I think if you did. It's the sandwich and then the Liberty Bell's in front. There's a lot of going on on the shirt it's now. It's a very busy shirt. I think maybe if you did a baseball, if you did a baseball <laughs> and went to a Philly's game. Uh-huh. Is that what doing a, shirt, a baseball is? Stop. I'm you could have a shirt that said more Phillies, like the logo for the the Phillies. The sports team, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And less Philly. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like Mitch McConnell, like frowning. <laughs> and then Grizzy would be on there too. Yeah. Grizzy's definitely a social justice warrior. Is he? I think so. He's got a Twitter history. Yeah, Grizzy's for the people. Is he though? I think so. I feel I like he has like... a history of. Oh, am I wrong about Grizzy? No, Grizzy's not canceled. Oh, I'm just wondering, guys. I don't know that much about Grizzy. I'm going based on a feeling I had. Sometimes these corporate mascots take a stand on Twitter, and sometimes it's funny, and sometimes it's like, I guess, yeah, support that shit. Like, it's another voice supporting that shit. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like, oh, <laughs> you had no business, like, getting into that pool, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if Grizzy, like, plays it straight on Twitter. 
and it's just grizzy. Don't look it up. Now we're not going to do like five seconds of research and. I'm going on Grizzy's Twitter. Or if he's like championing causes, championing causes. You know what I mean? Like he could just be Grizzy and being like, I'm orange. And that's his tweet. Yeah. Or he could be like, abortion is a human right. <laughs> abortion is healthcare. Grizzy knows it. Right. Grizzy. So Grizzy? Oh, I can't find Grizzy's Twitter. Come on, guys. People. No, he's the Flyers. Oh, I've been wrong about all of this. Oh, no. Shirt canceled. Abort the shirt. I guess I, Wait, I can. No. I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to make that joke. I was. Yeah. Th- th- that wasn't. Wow. That's the title <laughs> of the episode. Um, no, I think I can back it up and say everything I said is great because up to the point where I said that Grizzy was with the Phillies. Because if you're saying more Philly and you've got a cheesesteak and you've got the Phillies logo and you've got the Liberty Bell, of course Grizzly needs to be there. He's from Philly. Philly. He's from Philadelphia. He's He's just not affiliated with the Phillies. Affiliated with a Mm PH. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Grizzly's part of the Philly zeitgeist. Is that the way you use that word? No. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It sure is. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Hey. How are you? I think it's clear that I'm great. You seem really great. Wow. I love to see you in such a great mood. Tell me about it. I don't have any real reason why. Just feeling good. No reason to. The world's a dumpster. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I feel good today. I try to set that aside for our recording session. Well. (laughs) This is the 90 minutes a week when I don't think about it. I don't have 90 minutes. (laughs) I got shelves to hang. Dave's hanging shelves. Yeah, painting doors. Yeah, me. He had a busy <laughs> weekend. I'm going up to the Buford Highway Farmers Market. Not a far- it. It is not a farmers market. It's a grocery store, um, but it's a, a wonderland of food that I can't find around here. Do not make that the title. Oh, you said the episode title, so I wrote it down. That was a joke. <laughs> you would do that? I don't even think that line should be in this episode. <laughs> I'll cut it out. No, I won't. Maybe. Ugh. <laughs> is this the kind of thing that I need to keep an eye on? I didn't even realize that I needed to look that closely at what you're doing. What are these episodes turning out like? No, they're great. I've only listened to like one. They're great. All three of our listeners really enjoy them. <sighs> That's my line. That's my bit. <laughs> is anybody else but Steve Allen? You're stealing my bit. Dave is having a great weekend of doing fun house stuff. Painted doors. Ooh, will you yeah, share you the door? Yeah, you thought about helping me paint doors. Will you share the door thing that you did that was so smart? Give me the, the door space to thing? criticize you for... Oh, yeah, do that and then the thing I thinking said. about helping me paint the doors. Dragging. Being, being a real team player mm-hmm. up until we got outside. There are so many mosquitoes. <laughs> At which point you gave up and I had to paint two doors all by myself. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I had my podcasts. You told me you didn't need my help. I did not say that. I said, I do not want to manage whether you want to be out here or not on top of all of the other things that I have to do to paint these doors. Right. I don't need to manage your enjoyment or willingness to be out here. And I didn't want to be out there, you. And so for you, interpreting that as I don't need your help was wildly inaccurate. But you had told me the day before that you didn't need my help because before all the events of this weekend, I was supposed to be out with Liz at the H Mart. And you were the discussion that we had. It is mind boggling that you are remembering <laughs> things this way. The discussion that we had was that you were going to move your date to Sunday because I was planning on painting on Saturday or making sure that I was planning on painting on Saturday because you wanted to move the date to Sunday. Oh, you're right. So you were actually confirming that you would be available to help me. And for you to remember that as me <laughs> saying, I don't need your help <laughs> is <laughs> wild. Dave, I want to take this opportunity to say, I'm sorry that I didn't help more with the door. If you'd been out there, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. Because it was already kind of a disaster. They look great. Yeah? yeah? Have you been out back? No. There's paint over all over everything. Oh. It's like a cloud of paint settled on the backyard, and now there's paint all over everything. Well, back up. 
And that is because you used a paint sprayer. Dave bought a paint sprayer. I bought a paint sprayer. I didn't just use one. Purchased one. Yeah. For this to to paint two doors, which that's just not. Well, you talked about doing like all the doors had this worked. And then we had talked about myself up to thinking I would paint everything with this paint sprayer. And that alone justified the price. And to be like, well, I'll just walk around with this thing on all the time and paint the world. (laughs) Be like the Willy Wonka of painting. Yeah. So you didn't just buy it for two doors. You were going to start with two doors, dip your toe in. And then once you got a feel for it, you were going to paint everything in our home. I lied to myself. Mm-hmm. to get myself to spend the money on a gadget that might make painting easier. And if I'm being honest, it made the painting part easier. It's Did easier it? to spray it than it is to do a roller or a brush or whatever. But everything before that and everything after that takes so much time. And also when you spray it, it puts out a cloud and gets all over everything. That's a real bummer. Yeah. And if the wind blows, it's going to get all over you. Oh, no. If the wind blows the other way, it's going to get all over anything on a table that you have set out outside of the paint zone, like my water bottle. Oh, no. Like my phone. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. But can we talk about the clever thing that you did? Which one? None of so these that are... you could paint all sides of the door at the same time. Well, I got this idea from YouTube. Okay. Well, Or from, no, it was from a blog. Okay. It's from a website. Reddit? Was it from? No. Okay. You get a lot of good ideas from Reddit. I get it. I know that you think I'm just some like. You love Reddit. You have a very troll. different experience on Reddit than I have ever had. And it's, I it's think fascinating Reddit, to Reddit, me. The Reddits that I go to are very positive Reddits. Yeah. And helpful. Yeah. Sure, there's always a little, little rascal in there trying to pee in the corner. But most everybody else is like, get that pee out of here. Good. Let's talk about home projects and gardening and parenting. So what is the trick with the doors that you learned <sighs> from a positive Reddit got me subreddit? I was having such a great day and now you got my hackles <laughs> up. I'm looking over my shoulder for every gotcha that you're just like tossing I'm not gotching you. I want to hear. Share. Share. Okay. Well, I'm, I feel bad because I should know where this came from and I, don't, I can't remember. It was a website. I Googled how to paint doors without like propping them or whatever. I think that's the search term. And so I found this guy and he's like, this is how you paint doors. You, you take the doors off, like completely off their hinges and you invert them so that they, so they're standing up like they're like how people use doors. They mm-hmm. still stay vertical. And then you invert them. So they make a little V and then you take a paint stick and you screw the paint stick into the top of the door, each door. Like one side of the paint stick goes into one door, one side of the paint stick goes into the other door. You screw those in, and then the doors support each other, and they can stand up on their own. But they're not touching each other. Right. And that way, you can get paint over all the doors, both sides. No need to wait for it to dry, flip, and do the other side. Right. So clever. Yeah. And then, because we were outside mm-hmm. in the yard, the yard's uneven, so we had it on a drop cloth. The drop cloth was keeping us from painting the bottom. Sorry, us. Me from (laughs) painting the bottom of the doors. So then you came out and helped me. You braved the mosquitoes for this. We lifted them up and put them on cinder blocks. Mm -hmm. And that got you thinking about cinder blocks. Yes. And then you came out like 45 minutes later when I did not want to be bothered in the middle of my painting job. And we're like, how many cinder blocks do we have? Do you think we could put some cinder blocks in my office? And I said, maybe later. Here's the thing, everybody. You wanted to go buy the cinder blocks. I was going to go buy cinder blocks. We had them. Yeah, but we like use them. Like, for example, you were using them at that moment. That's the first time I've used them in years. Okay. All I ever do is move cinder blocks around. Okay. Well, I'll use our cinder blocks. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this. We sit to record at, at a dining table, everyone, in my studio. And I use the same dining table spoiler, when I'm shooting uh, recipe videos for myself and for my clients, uh, which is great. It's nice and big. It's got plenty of working space, but I have a new setup now and one of the cameras is pointed towards me. And because the table is at table height, uh, I have to wear a skirt when I'm shooting. Otherwise, it looks really weird because you can see my legs in the background. Great. Now you're talking. It's very distracting. (laughs) 
it's it looks very strange because you're in your head when you're looking at one of those hands and pans videos, you're thinking that's a kitchen counter. And then when the straight on shot, there's like two legs. <laughs> it's uh, weird. Is that a phrase? Hands those, and pans? Hands and pans, yeah. That's what those are called. Those oh, like tasty stuff. I like it. Yeah. I just like it. I like it too. Rhymes. Uh, anyway, I'm going to put the table on cinder blocks that will bring it to counter height. And then I can wear a uh, regular shorts or leggings when I'm shooting. Yeah. I don't have to change my whole outfit to shoot a video that I'm not really in. You can wear blue jeans. Could wear blue. You can wear Jenkos. Anything I want. Jenkos. Yes. Yeah. So roomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a real that? game changer. Hey, Dave, you hey. know what else I'm really excited about? What's that? We've got a letter. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Wow. It is a somewhat lengthy one. It's from Dim Sim Kitty. Okay. This okay. is in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Were you waiting for me to say something? No, I was trying to. I'm going to contextualize this letter because it came. It came a few weeks ago, and it so came it's... a few weeks ago. <laughs> it came from the past. So this. Uh, is in reference to one of our LA episodes. Oh. So this is one all of the good ones. about <laughs> Yep. This is all about uh some things that we discussed in that, including our time at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh. And the um car ride when we first arrived where your coffee exploded oh, yeah. all over you. Yeah. Um yeah, let's go back to that. So she she addresses several things we talked about. So I'll read the whole letter and okay. then we'll and then we'll, we'll pick it apart. And then we'll discuss. Oh, okay. No, we're going to be nice because she's a of nice Of course. Person. No, we love all our listeners. Dim Sim Kitty says, oh no, Dave, <laughs> I can't even bring myself to drag you about your terrible Justin's peanut butter cup opinions after <laughs> hearing about the interaction with that woman who you had to go by in the seats because uh, I too would have spent the whole show stressing about it and too afraid to move. Thank you. I, too, I still think about it. <laughs> I do too. I'm so mad about it. I, too, have a sack full of moments like these that my brain likes to sift through at bedtime or 3 a.m. Me, too, Dim Sim Kitty. Yeah. Me, too. I also commiserated with Dave and his coffee story. A few years ago, a friend and I took a day trip down the coast on my birthday. When we were at breakfast, I immediately spilled my beetroot latte all over my pale blue pants. Oh, no. Oh. Disaster. Devastation. Thankfully, they let me use their staff bathroom so I could take off said pants and wash them in the sink but there was only paper towel to try and dab them dry with so i spent the rest of breakfast sitting in very damp pants Uh. until i could find a bathroom that had a hot air hand dryer and i could dry them off a bit it's sad to start a day of big plans out in such a way it really does stink also also cold fruit for the wind i will only oh for the win also cold fruit for the win i will only ever eat a cold apple Oh, yeah. A lot to go over here, but I think a lot of good stuff. This is great. This This is all... I'm going to ignore the Justin's part of it. But you're right. You're right. Justin's peanut butter cups are great. Mm -hmm. I was... You guys said that I should eat the smaller ones. Yeah. I'm happy to. I have not seen them. They should start to be in more stores soon because I feel like around Halloween... No, but I feel like around Halloween because they're individually wrapped, instead of getting like a like a three pack, you know, like you do, or you get the two packs of Justin's, right? Yeah. These are like a bag and they're yeah. individually. So they're Halloween. Oh. Or there's, they're more available around. Oh, so they're like individually wrapped? Yeah, but they're tall. They're smaller, but they're taller. So there's more peanut butter. Smaller, but taller. So there's more peanut butter. What's Justin's deal? What do you mean? Justin. Is Justin all right? I think he's okay. As far we're as not, I know. We're not going to get Papa John's, are we? I mean, you never know. You're not going to get Jimmy John's, are we? I mean... Justin's last name isn't John, is it? Oh, God. Justin John's? Justin John. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> is he a good guy? I don't know. I'm scared to look it up. Google it. You're Googling Grizzy. We stepped in that pile. Why wouldn't we step in this pile? Justin's peanut... Not just Google, is Justin a good guy? Did you write Justin's peanut butter canceled? That's what I'm Googling. No. I'm going to Google, is peanut butter Justin a good dude? They're fine. They had a recall, uh, but that was in 2012. And a lot of peanut butter recalls were happening back then. No, is, Justin's is, is fine. Is peanut butter, oh, I typed it, ox, pestnut butter, Justin, a good duder. 
<laughs> but it found it. Oh man, look at him. He looks like he looks like a good guy. Let's see. He looks at uh, on the one hand like a good guy, but on the other hand, he looks like Jake Busey in contact right before he blows up the machine. Are you really gonna say <laughs> I've seen contact? Okay, well I've seen contact. You had that look on your face. Have you really not seen contact? No, I've seen contact. What happens at the end of contact? Spoiler, <laughs> skip ahead 30 seconds. What happens at the end of contact? Oh, I don't remember, but I have seen Who's it. Who's in contact? Jodie Foster? Who else? I don't know. Okay. So we're going to be watching contact. <laughs> the look on Dave's face right now, everybody. Who wrote contact? Oh, somebody really great. Who wrote- Carl Sagan wrote oh! it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey is the other lead. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have a scene contact, but probably not since high school. What is the the premise of contact? I widen the... This is like a reverse eye test. Aliens. Contact with aliens. Easy. Go go one layer in. I don't want to do this. (laughs) Just what do you think it's about? Jodie Foster Uh meets an alien. All right. They forge a friendship. Now you're just no, now I you're don't, just making jokes. I don't remember contact at all. Clearly. I haven't seen it since high school. Do you remember every movie you watched in high school? Yes. Like to the frame almost. <laughs> That's true. You probably do. Listener, do you remember every movie that you watched in high school right. to the frame? So we've don't do that. Don't other me from the listener. Or at all. <laughs> or at all. Or any all... any plot points at all from any of the movies you watched. Mm-hmm. Think Besides Pretty Woman, I which I could tell you all about. Yeah? No, don't quiz okay, me. Okay, <laughs> so who plays the uh, the friend of Richard Gere who tries to take advantage? Jason Alexander. Okay, see? I watched Pretty Woman a lot of times. Yeah, what color was the wig? What, Julia Roberts' mm-hmm. wig? It was like a red, like a brownie no, red. No, she has red hair. That's her hair. Oh, is it blonde? Yeah, it was blonde. little blonde bob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a movie I watched over and over okay. and over during a, a bout of insomnia. That one is an interesting one because it's one of the, it's like Terminator 2. It's like one of those titles that right when VHS tapes started being affordable to like buy and own and you could buy them at like Sam's Club or, you know, like you didn't have to rent them. You could actually own them. That was one of those ones that was like less than 20 bucks. Mm. And so... All of a sudden, everybody owned Pretty Woman and watched it all the time because it was so affordable. Same with Terminator 2. I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I actually think Tr- Pretty Woman, the like couple of weeks where I was watching it over and over, I think we had it from Blockbuster. Yeah. And it was very overdue. We, yeah. we were v- very bad about returning movies. Well, yeah. I feel like Pretty Woman's a few years before Terminator 2, though. But like same general. Like it wouldn't be a bullseye, but it'd be the... The circle outside of the bullseye. So we've got, we're, they're piling up now because we got Revenge of the Nerds 2 mm-hmm. that we need to watch. Nerds in Paradise. Contact. Now, I don't want to watch the first one. No. I just want to watch Revenge of the Nerds 2. We got Contact. And then. There was another one. Yeah, Caddyshack 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was going to be Gremlins 2, but we're not going to do that. No. It's too so, many. <laughs> too many. <Yeah. laughs> it's a lot of sequels. Late 80s were great for sequels. They were. That was arguably like you got Terminator 2. You got Revenge of the Nerds 2. You got Robocop 2. Mm-hmm. You got Predator 2. Do you have Predator 2? I don't think you have Predator 2. Back to the Future 2. You have Back to the Future 2. You do have Predator 2. I got confused because I was like, is that Predator in New York? But it's not called Predator in New York. <laughs> so we got Predator. <laughs> My aversion to scary movies kept me from watching a lot of things. I want to focus this down, though, to Contact and Revenge of the Nerds 2. Okay. And I want the Toeheads to vote. Oh, on which one? On which one is next. Dim Sim Kitty. Oh. Great letter. Yeah, good letter. Thank you so much for agreeing with so many things we said. That is a delight. Thank you for siding with me about the peanut butter cups. You are correct to do so. Why are you focusing so much on that? She said she wanted to put that aside. Yeah, but I just really enjoy being agreed with. (laughs) There were like 15 other lines that backed me up. And I'm sorry about the beetroot latte. 
Did your pants get stained? Because beetroot juice stains really badly. I hope that you were able light to rinse blue it out. Shorts too. I know. Gosh. Maybe you could tie dye them to hide it. Do do a tie dye. This seems like it happened a long time ago. It was a few years ago. It doesn't seem like it just happened and they wrote uh talking tofu to see what to do next. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Hey, maybe you could tie dye them. All right. Welcome to Talking Tone News. This is a portion of the podcast where I pluck a fresh headline from the world of vegan news, and I do mean world this time, and then we talk about it. This one is from Plant Based News. It is from September 2nd. Emily Baker does this, does this, wrote this. And the headline is KFC unveils, unveils meat zero vegan chicken to its menus across Thailand. Fast food giant KFC Thailand is adding vegan chicken to its menus in a move to expand the brand's plant-based offerings. Made with CP Foods vegan chicken. CP Foods. I don't know about that. Yeah, I haven't heard of that either. The meat alternative is dubbed to have the same taste as KFC's original items. Moreover, it will feature the same signature seasoning, which is very big news. But customers will only be able to try it at select stores out of the more than 700 across the country. KFC Thailand is reportedly witnessing growing numbers of customer requests for plant-based options. In a statement, the company revealed it was hoping to attract new generations of more conscious customers. So, what do you think about that? I think that's incredible. I like that they're using the same seasoning so that you can have that same experience without hurting any chickens. Yeah. I'm looking up CP Foods. I don't think they're a specifically vegan company. Uh, They're like a food supplier. They're a UK-based food supplier. And I guess they have a vegan chicken thing that they do. Well, they do have retail. So, and I don't know how true this is. Internationally, I assume that this is the case. I think so. But KFC is, of course, part of Yum Brands, which Yum Brands owns KFC. They own Taco Bell. They own Pizza Hut. And combined, like that's a huge global footprint of fast food. And you're seeing all of this good news about Taco Bell's vegan menu. You're actually seeing news about Pizza Hut's vegan menu or adding vegan items, more so globally than in the U.S. And then you're seeing this about KFC. And then you have on this other side, like those three restaurants are the ones you always see combined sharing a kitchen on like side of the road mm-hmm. um, exits, you know, on the highway. And it's just funny because like so much of vegan meals – And this is going to sound like a dig and it's not, but it's taking some core ingredients and making a lot of options out of those core ingredients. Like Taco Bell? Are you talking about? Well, no, I'm just talking about vegan cooking in general. Oh, like like tofu, Like tofu can, Oh, like for the proteins? Right, right. And so you're, you're like, it's based around creating options out of something that may or may not lend itself just obviously to having all of these, this variety, you know? And it's just funny that these young brands are coalescing and going in the reverse direction to where they're sharing a kitchen to make KFC and make pizza hut and make taco bell. And, um, and are like straining to find ways to incorporate plant-based food into that setup. Yeah. Although I would say, I feel like non-vegan proteins also, I mean, you don't have a ton of, I mean, when you're talking like a thing you're going to find at a highway exit, right? the proteins aren't, right. there's not that many options. There's not variety. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think you're, the variety of proteins are about the same. If anything, if you're looking at plant-based options, you have a lot more proteins because you can like Beyond meat substitutes, there's like not beyond meat, but moving beyond looking at meat uh-huh. substitutes, you've got things like beans and whole grains and stuff that are not used in that kind of cooking, but can be right and are and cheaply incorporated to make a vegan option. Yeah, I agree. Especially at like a Taco Bell. Right. 
And those things are present in the the meat eater dishes as well. Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like, I don't know. I just keep thinking about Taco Bell. I think I'm hungry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, I don't think it's, I think it speaks to the inventiveness of vegan food prep that those that kind of cascade of possibilities and things that can be this thing and can be this thing are kind of like they're they're all on the table whereas i think with meat options exactly like you're saying like chicken is chicken yeah people only treat what the sauce that you put on a chicken is how different the chicken is going to be Right. Versus what you're saying, which is like Satan can go instantly into like 20 different directions. And I think what Yum Brands is going to find itself in that position in a shared kitchen is that whatever that protein is, is going to have to go in 20 different directions. Yeah. It like, does give them a little bit more scrappiness. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Listener, what do you think? Chime in on my uh, half-formed point. I'm glad nobody listens to us. <laughs> so w- one new thing that I'm trying to do in the house is get a handle on our groceries. And I've realized that part of the reason I have trouble keeping our grocery budget under control is that I do not go into the week with a plan. I go into the grocery store and I'm like, what looks fun and good? What are the things we usually eat? Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Like we don't waste a ton of food or anything, but it does kind of, we end up, I end up buying a lot because I'm not really like looking at what we have before I go to the store because I'm not making a plan. And I also end up, I lost the thread again. Anyway, the point is to get the groceries under control, what I started doing is making use of the chalkboard in our kitchen, and I write down five dinners that we're going to eat. One to two of those dinners are usually recipes that I am shooting that week. So that helps because it takes a a little bit of the guesswork out. Um, You know, if I'm shooting an entree, we're going to eat that for dinner that night. Mm -hmm. Um, So that leaves us with three or four meals to plan. And then I can like go in the pantry and see like, oh, we have ramen noodles. We'll do ramen bowls this week. What do we need to round that out? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also feel like that has caused us to have a little more variety because before going to the store, it's not like, what do you want? And then we end up with like a lot of snacky foods and not a lot of meal foods. I mean, that happens too. I mean, yeah, (laughs) true, true, true. But I feel like it's getting better because now we have – a plan. Um, But I think that we're kind of busting out of the box a little bit because when we're thinking about what we want, we we aren't constrained by what we already have because I haven't shopped yet. Mm. So this was a request from Dave. He wanted me to make my tofu po'boys, which Mm -hmm. I haven't made in like a year. Yeah, It's been a minute. Um, Been a minute. Been a minute. This is a recipe from my website. The seasoning for the tofu relies heavily on Old Bay, which contains, you guessed it, paprika. Of course it does. Of course it does. It doesn't. So these po'boys were me trying to season the tofu. And of course, I didn't realize that until I already had shopped. So I this was me looking in the spice cabinet going, how do I season this tofu without Old Bay using what's in here? We should remind or inform people that... Mm-hmm. I have I've recently discovered paprika allergy or intolerance or sensitivity or something that makes any dish that has paprika in it subject to uh, anywhere from a bad time to an awful time. Yes. Pending medical confirmation, asterisk. Yes. But so we're Just trying- can't trust that people listen to any other episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so right. So uh, I omitted the old bay in the interest of Dave not having an awful time or bad or or bad bad, and replaced it with half chili powder and half Trader Joe's chicken or Trader Joe's poultry seasoning or chicken seasoning, whatever they call that stuff. It's got like turmeric in it and celery seed. It had a lot of things in it that kind of crossed over with old bay. And then I thought chili powder would kind of give you 
I don't know, the other side of that seasoning profile. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was a little off the cuff and trying to make it work. And uh, one thing I didn't realize was that that Trader Joe's poultry seasoning, the first ingredient is salt. So this tofu was who salty. It was a salty boy, yeah. It was so salty. I tasted uh, a piece before, like as I was assembling the sandwiches mm -hmm. and was like, oh boy, <laughs> and then pulled out the, the thing and looked at it and was like, oh, full of salt. That explains it. Mm. So I would back off and maybe use a quarter of the Trader Joe's seasoning or maybe actually just get something else that's not so salty but has kind of similar other ingredients did you correct for that or it was, was that too, what i tasted it was too late i didn't think it was that salty i thought it was so salty it was salty on its own in the sandwich it was okay because okay. of all the bread yeah so these po boys usually you do them on a baguette we used hoagie rolls just because we weren't gonna make them the same day we shopped and baguettes don't usually don't hold up to sitting uh and then we did tomato and homemade remoulade. We I should put it on those bagels. <gasps> so smart. Mm -hmm. We'll do that again. Mm -hmm. There's baguette bagels that they sell at Publix. We call them bagels. Yeah, we're do. so clever. We are clever. So it's like lettuce, tomato, pickle, remoulade, and then this tofu, which you make in the oven. Is that why Remy is called Remy? Oh, maybe. In Ratatouille? It could be. I mean, what else would it be? I don't know. Remy's just a name, though. There are people named Remy. So what I wanted to know from you, Dave, because we didn't really talk about it at the time, is how did the tofu go? Because I felt, like, iffy about it. Well, I mean, by the time we got there, it wasn't... I'm going to stop looking for Remy and Remoulade because you asked me a question. Thank you. Uh, well, I mean... Sorry, we that I, sorry that I asked you a question yeah, right when... Go back to looking... It's not clear. It's not clear. It's not clear if he's named after Remoulade or not. Huh. Okay. So here's the thing. Yep. By the time the sandwich came together, it wasn't really a po' boy. It was a really good hoagie. Yeah. With a really good sauce. And, like, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It was a really good sandwich. A really, like, something that I hadn't tasted before. Like, the Old Bay, the correction for that took it kind of further away from being a seafoodish angled po' boy yeah i was worried about that why are you reacting to this like that's it's critical though well because i was trying to not have that happen but then also it was a very last minute moment like yeah anyway but i feel like that combined with that it's on a hoagie and not a baguette like yeah. it's a different you made a beautiful new thing and you're looking at me like i'm criticizing <laughs> no i wanted your you thoughts. made something that didn't exist in the world before I agree and that it was a good sandwich. I think that's great. Like, put that sauce on it. I think I would shred some iceberg and put some iceberg over that. Mm -hmm. I think I would even take that hoagie after you put that sandwich together, put it in the toaster for a couple of minutes. Ooh. And really, like, cooked it up and turned it into a hot sandwich. Like, I just, like, to say that it wasn't really a po' boy is not to say that it was bad. Gotcha. Or that it, I didn't enjoy it more than I probably would have enjoyed a po' boy. Well, thank you. Yeah. So stop looking at me like you lost the big game. <laughs> I was just trying to like really like salvage it last second and I, I wanted to. But I, what it, if you had had the like when that was happening, what if you didn't have the white nickel grip on, on what the starting idea was? And true. instead we're like, well, what if? What if? <laughs> And you're like, you're playing jazz and you're reacting to all of these situations in real time. And then you're like, ooh, and then I could. Ooh, and then I could, you it's know? It's true. I could have added avocado. Yeah. Next time. Well, look how look how great of a sandwich you made when you were trying to stick to this original <laughs> vision. And imagine what could have happened. Fair enough. Fair enough. What did you think of it? I loved it. I don't normally love a sandwich, but I think because the tofu came out so salty... And remoulade is just a very flavorful sauce. And it had the pickles on it. Like, there's a lot of flavor going on in there. And so instead of the bread, like, blanding things up, I felt like it was more of a balancing out. Like, I, I felt like the bread helped instead of just being a vehicle that was mm -hmm. somewhat in the way, which is what I often think about bread. should point out that this was 
a Publix hoagie. Yeah. Which Publix bread deserves to be pointed out. Publix does that make good Publix bread. bread. Awful politics. Yeah. Ugh. Awful contribution, political contributions. Yeah. Ugh. But the bread's all right. The bread's really good. And the people at the bakery, very nice. Oh. They'll take, this, they'll take the loaf and put it in the slicer for you. Apparently, this is a thing that bakeries do. Hmm. Found this out yesterday when I said, is there any way I could get this bread sliced? She was like, yeah, I could put it in the bread slicer. <laughs> I was like, do I have to pay for that? She's like, no. Just take it out and put it in the bread slicer. Oh. I was like, can I watch? And she was like, oh, yeah, it's right here in front of you. <laughs> she literally put it on the machine that was between me and her. Sir, are you okay? And it sliced the bread. Sir, have you ever been to the bakery section of a grocery store before? Uh, I wouldn't have thought to ask that either. Yeah, I was proud of how brave I was. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> Asking for something extra is a lot. DDT, wait, no. Poe boys were not the only thing we made this week, though. Dave grilled us some dinner yesterday. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. You got to grill on Labor Day weekend. It's true. There's a law here in America <laughs> and that they come and spine you if you don't grill. And so we did. So we grilled beyond sausages, beyond burgers. I made a macaroni salad and I made peppers and onions in the air fryer. And Dave did a packet of scalloped potatoes on the grill too, mm-hmm. which is scalloped potato packet is like a classic streepy grilling that's our, that's our veggies on the grill strategy is you cut up the veggies, put them in a foil pack, mm-hmm. put seasoning and a huge clump of butter in there. Yeah. Close it all up, stick it on the grill the entire time and let, let it just figure itself out. Yes. And it usually figures itself out deliciously. Yeah. I also love to do that with broccoli on the grill. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any broccoli or I would have. And asparagus. Oh my gosh. You remember those days? Asparagus on the grill. Yeah. Mwah. Yeah. Also in a packet. I can't yeah. st- overstate how great wrapping vegetables with some vegan butter yeah. in a foil packet and throwing it on the grill is. Sorry, should I have not said vegan? <laughs> at this point. 58 minutes in. Oh, the butter's vegan? <laughs> Are you not vegan? You just said butter. We get it. The butter's vegan. So the two things I thought maybe we would want to talk about Maybe the peppers and onions too, but I was thinking the I didn't grill. Have the peppers and onions. Oh, you didn't. That's right. Well, the peppers and onions I do all the time when I do Beyond Sausage in the air fryer. I put the peppers and onions in there to okay. do sausage peppers. So you have had them. You just didn't have them yesterday. Peppers and onions, like words from a friend. <laughs> <laughs> that was for nobody except me. <laughs> So the macaroni salad, Dave texted me from Publix. And were you in the deli and you saw it in the case and were like, I want this is it? while I was in line for a pub sub mm-hmm. with the people behind me who were unmasked. And then I guess I'll just tell that story. <laughs> just real quick. So there were two people behind me unmasked in the Publix line for the sub. And um, they were like making out with each other. Like being very unmasked. I forgot when like I told really the story to my mom that they were making out the whole time. Flexing mom, their unmaskedness. They were also making out the whole time. So what I did was kind of quietly like put the cart behind me so that there was a cart's length between me and them to make a little bit of distance. And so I get up there and I'm ordering my sandwich and I turn around and the woman who is one of the maker outers uh, has her hands on the 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 cart. Like she's pushing the cart on the handlebars on the of handlebars of my cart Unmasked, in a pandemic, making out. No, she stopped making out at that point. She, she stopped like making out the cart to hold the cart. And I looked at her, and she was like, "Oh, sorry," but she was not sorry. And then I moved the cart because I was like, "What's worse, the distance or having somebody like holding on to it?" So I moved the cart, and then they came up and stood like right next to me. Like like a foot away from me. And I'm mid-sandwich order at this point. So it's just like, get out. Just get out. Awful. Anyway, so while I was, before I turned around and saw her hands on the cart was when I texted you to say, what ingredients would you need me to pick up to make macaroni salad? And also, would you make macaroni salad? So Publix makes a great macaroni salad, but it is very it's just much. A big Publix ad. 
Yeah, we, we really, <laughs> we're both from Florida. Yeah. Publix is also from Florida. Yeah. We grew up, it's iconic to us. So, yeah. but they make a great macaroni salad and it's very simple. It's just really good. Um, their secrets, I'm pretty sure, are more mayo than uh, you think. More mayo than mayo. More mayo. It's white zombie. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and relish. So, um, I told Dave what I would need to make a public style macaroni salad. I added bell pepper. I felt like it would bring it up a notch. So I just minced up a, a bell pepper and maybe like quarter cup of sweet onion and then cooked up half a box of macaroni and mixed that up with a ton of vegan mayo and some generous spoonfuls of relish. And that is all you need really to make a macaroni salad that's publicy. And it ruled. It really did. There's leftovers. I want to eat some with my lunch today. Mm. It was great. I agree. Yeah. I feel confident enough in it that I can, that I will say, I thought it was great. And then the peppers and onions, 12 minutes at 400. We did that. We did burgers. Mm -hmm. I had, or I had a burger and I had lettuce and jalapeno and mayonnaise on my burger. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. And then I had uh, Italian hot, hot Italian beyond sausages. And I had mine in a pretzel bun. From the Publix Bakery. And you guys had yours chopped up. Yeah. With the peppers and onions. Yeah. It's great. Very nice. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your grill? You seem so, like you don't. We don't over have the Over the years, because I was a pretty big griller. I was a big grill boy. You were. When we had the gas grill was well, our grilling heyday, I feel right. like. Right. We had the gas grill. We've had several gas grills. But the gas grill, when we had that, we were grilling like three or four nights a week in the summer. And we live in in-town Atlanta, and in-town Atlanta's got some rodents. And I was always fighting off the fact that because it's a gas grill and it needs these open vents, little critters were always getting in there and eating the grease and any of the food that got left in there. Even if you cleaned it, you'd get a little bit of that, you know? So I finally was like so grossed out by that just the thought of it that like I didn't want to do it anymore. Then we got a charcoal grill, and that solved the rodent problem. But charcoal grills take forever. Yeah, and charcoal's a huge pain. If you're cooking one meal, like you just spent like 30 to 45 minutes preparing to cook that one meal and then that same amount of time cleaning up afterward. Like the cooking and the eating was like the smallest part of that whole equation. Mm-hmm. And so had it, but didn't ever want to get it together to use it. And then, so I found... This option, which is a George Foreman outdoor electric grill. Why are you laughing? Because George Foreman is like, it's like a college kid's <laughs> like cooking ground beef on the counter and not cleaning it up for two weeks. Are you describing your own experience? Yes, because that's the shared universal experience. <laughs> is that not your experience with the Foreman Grill? I was I was pescatarian in college, but I did have a Foreman. What did I cook on it? I feel like I used it mostly like a panini press. I would make a lot of sandwiches in my Foreman. What did your roommates use it for? They did not. Really? I didn't want meat on that thing. It was mine. And that was enforceable? I don't know. And respected? I don't know. I'm just saying, I wasn't the one who left ground beef on the foreman. <laughs> I don't think I had that foreman after my first apartment. Mm. Anyway, so they made a big version of it that like serves 15, stands on a stand, and it basically works just like a foreman. You plug it in, it has five temperature settings on it, um, and it does the job, you know? Like it grilled the food and the food tasted good. It just felt weird to be like doing that on a George Foreman grill, and- so part of me feels like eh, you didn't really grill. You, oh. just, you just cooked on a foreman outside. And I did. Like, that is what I did. But it was still nice to have a beer out there and listen to music and flip burgers and do that, you know? Yeah. I think I would want something. I think an electric grill is probably the way to go, but I would want something a little bit more like something that tells me the temperature of the grill and things like that. It has a bigger surface. has a little bit more of like a permanent footprint and isn't just on a wobbly stand you know but does the trick it's less than a hundred bucks dave hey dave do you want to eat something new
So like that letter, the, uh, the new food is kind of a throwback. This is something that we ate earlier this summer when we were at the beach with Dave's family. We were at the Harris Teeter getting groceries for our room. And we saw that Kind makes vegan ice cream now. They don't call it that. They're right. very careful not to call it that. Very careful. And Kind, too, like they made a truly vegan product because they typically have honey in everything else that they make. Yeah. yeah. It, kind loves to ruin something with honey. This time, they did not. Actual vegan ice cream from Kind, which I feel like ice cream is like an interesting direction for them to go. Because, yeah, I don't know. It's, it does seem like the, from granola bars to ice cream. I don't know. I guess it's not that big from a From granola bars to mix in ice cream. True. You're really just adding ice cream. Yeah, that's true. Because it, it is kind of like their granola components in there. Yeah. And that's what they had like a line of ones that had different combinations. And it was like looking at their shelf space in the granola bar section, oh, seeing yeah. like the different ice cream options. I don't think I saw them on the shelf. I think you just brought one to us to me we divide and conquer we, at the teat we stood at the ice cream shelf did we together oh. and i w- had thoughts on a bunch of different items and then i confessed to you that i had gone to that ice cream section earlier <laughs> in our visit and prepared my thoughts on what uh, each of the flavors were so that i could present them to you and talk through them with you this is coming back to me now and it's yeah. very sweet <laughs> What? It's so sweet. It's just so sweet. So we settled on the cherry cashew flavor. What? It helped because you were like, you were, I was anticipating common questions that you would have. Like, oh, they don't have Ben and Jerry's. And I could have been like, no, the Ben and Jerry's is over here. (laughs) I know it doesn't look like it. They have it. But if you look over one door over, there's a little spillover area. I'm always looking for fish food. And- Never finding vegan fish food. It's been months. So, I look every time I'm at the store. Any store. So what we did was tried something new. Yeah, we did. We got this. Kind cherry cashew. And then we didn't eat it for like until the last day we were there. Yeah. I somehow had it twice. Oh, maybe, maybe I just got myself a second bowl. Or you had a little lunch and a little dinner. Yeah, maybe that was it. Ice cream at lunch. It's very vacation. Yeah, it is. V, V. Very yeah. vacation. All right. So the base for this ice cream is pear juice. Pear juice, almond, and tapioca are kind of like the ice cream base ingredients. So what oh. is the milk, though? Almond milk? I guess it's almond or cashew. Milk. No, the cashew is the chunks. Okay. But the ice cream, I think, is almond base. Okay. Because it could have been a cashew-based ice cream with cashew chunks in it. Yeah, that would have been neat. It's true. I don't know why. Maybe all their ice cream bases are the same or something. But it's pear juice is the first ingredient. And I'm sure that's also used as a sweetener. Mm -hmm. But because it's the first ingredient, I have to assume it's a big part of the base as well. Is it to trick us into thinking it's cherry? No, the ice cream part doesn't claim to be cherry. Oh. I looked it up. I think I have a picture of the pint in my phone. I'm drinking cherry boilings while we record. Yeah, you are. It's a real treat. 44 grams of sugar, though. My teeth are going to fall right out. Woo. It's a lot of... Yeah, here it is. It doesn't really say. But maybe it was on the website that I was... That it says... It's, it doesn't claim that the ice cream is cherry or cashew. This is cherry, cherry good stuff, it says. And Great then it job. says puns aside. No, don't set puns aside, kind. But also, that's barely a pun. Oh, it does say creamy cherry frozen dessert. Cherries are in it, and I would, like, there were cherries in it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. there's cherry pieces, but the ice cream is also cherry, and it does look like, I don't know, they use beet juice to color it, too. So who knows how much cherry is in the ice cream itself. But I will say that the texture was great. I thought it was super creamy. I agree. Very creamy. And that the flavor was lovely. My only complaint about it was that the chocolate swirl was kind of uneven. Huh. Because I've had other ice creams with a swirl where you are still able to get more of whatever the swirl is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I was scooping it wrong, but that shouldn't be up to me. Yeah. So I thought I didn't get, I love chocolate and I didn't get enough of it. 
But um, the ice cream was creamy. The cherries were chewy. The cashews were crunchy. And when you did get some chocolate, it was delightful. I also wrote in my notes, mild cinnamon. Hmm. I think in the chocolate. Hmm. Yeah. I did not get that. Yeah. My only complaint was that I wish there'd been more chocolate. But that's pretty much how I feel about anything that's not a chocolate bar. So yeah, do with that what you will. They were very generous with the cherries. Yeah. What did you think? I like cherries. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a pretty unremarkable ice cream. Really? I thought it was, yeah, pretty bland for all the stuff that it had going for it. It was pretty bland. It was a creamy ice cream, but the ice cream didn't really have a lot of flavor to it. I thought the cherries were nice when you found them. Chocolate was whatever. Like, it was just kind of like when I'm having a kind bar, I'm ticking the box and just trying to make my stomach not eat itself until I can get an actual meal. (laughs) And it feels like that's obviously not what they intend out of the, their granola bars. You know what I mean? But but there is a use case for a granola bar that's like, doesn't have to be a great granola bar and it's a good granola bar and it's going to get you through to lunch or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. ice cream's not that same category. Ice cream's like, no, this is the point. You were eating ice cream to have like the best time of your day. Yeah. You don't need ice cream. Right. Ex- yeah. I agree. You shouldn't just be ticking a box with ice cream. Right. Like ice cream needs to be phenomenal. Yeah. And anything less than that is an indictment on that ice cream. Like, I think that's fair. They can't, you can't say you're making ice cream and that you're not shooting for that. Yeah. I think if you're trying to be even like somewhat reasonably healthy, right? Ice cream is a treat. It's a sometimes, and to spend that on something that's anything but stellar does feel kind of like I'm trying to think of like insult, a little insulting. Yeah. But although I will say also not every ice cream is for everybody. And I liked this more than you did, I think. I would get this again. I think if I can appreciate, like Ben and Jerry's is a great example. There are Ben and Jerry's flavors that I detest. But the effort is there. Like they're trying to make a phenomenal ice cream every time. There's not like a lazy effort there. I think the only case I would make for an effort that wasn't that was somebody trying to make diet ice cream. Or trying to make the best out of a situation that like eliminated ingredients that would otherwise that would be obvious ingredients in making an amazing ice cream. So like a Halo's hop gets a pass. Kind of, yeah. Or like Or at least you know that if you want ice cream that's good, you just don't get that. And vegan ice cream, non dairy ice cream used to be in that boat for the longest time. Yeah. Where it was just like the best that you could get. Of what was available, you mm-hmm. know, but that's a long gone. Yeah, we can do so much better. And I feel like kind did the level of effort that would be it, that diet ice cream scenario. So it's like a 90s vegan ice cream. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I liked the ice cream itself. I will say it didn't have much of a cherry flavor. But there were so many chunks of cherry in the ice cream. Mm -hmm. And then I liked the chunks of cashew too. I thought it was good. I think if you're not – if chocolate isn't a must for you, this ice cream I think would be great. If if we had had magic shell to put on top, Mm. I would have loved this ice cream. I don't know why you don't buy magic shell. I don't either. You have that note like 60% of the time that we eat ice cream. Yeah. This would be great with magic shell. Yeah. Here's a fun fact, y'all. A lot of magic shell is vegan. You just just check the ingredients, but so many of them are vegan because the reason that magic shell hardens is because of oil, mm. not because of anything dairy. Yeah. Just a little hot tip for you. Yeah. I'm going to put magic shell on the grocery list while we're talking. Okay. So out of 10 George Foreman knockout punches, <laughs> what do you give kind frozen cherry cashew? I would. And these are big punches. This guy hit hard in he his did. day. He did. He did. I would say I would give it like a 6.5. 6.5. I think it was good ice cream. I thought the texture was there. I thought that the mix-ins, chocolate aside, and it's not called cashew cherry chocolate. Yeah. I feel like the amount of cherries and cashews that you got were great. 
I yeah. thought like overall I enjoyed it. I went back for more and I if someone brought this over, I would let them into Dave's oh. ice cream bed to eat them. Oh. But uh yeah, I don't know. May I guess I wouldn't buy it again especially since I guess you don't like it. You know, you put this next to something like a a fish food pint, no contest. Was it an ice cream bed? It was for ice cream bars. Yeah. It's not an ice cream bed. But if Kind made a bar out of this and it was coated in chocolate, whole different story. That would be probably like a 9 out of 10. Kind, if you're listening. Yeah, I don't know about bowls of ice cream in the bed. What? But bars were the chocolate I'm not going to kick anybody out of the bed for eating an ice cream bar in the bed. Yeah, it's it's a four for me. Yeah. It's better than nothing. <laughs> I was on vacation, though. Mm-hmm. I lobbied for trying a new thing. I set aside staple flavors that would have been bangers and really made our vacation just A++++ and got let down by this option. And it's not like, at that point, you're like, well, I'm just going to go buy another pint of ice cream because you got to drive all the way across town. You got to do like. Yeah, the teat is kind of a hike from where we stay on the yeah, island. But so I felt like I had one shot and I blew that shot. And it was better than not taking a shot at all. But it just wasn't very exciting. It's pretty boring. I wonder if we would have liked some of the other flavors. Well, we'll never know. They make also a dark chocolate almond sea salt. I bet that's really good. And if dark chocolate is in the name, I bet that the chocolate, based on the cherry cashew experience, I bet there's a lot of chocolate in there. And then dark chocolate peanut butter. So do you think these flavors, they're not chocolate ice cream though, right? It's dark chocolate chunks because a dark chocolate ice cream would be an interesting ice cream. That would be good. No, it's not. The ice cream... Here's a picture of an uncapped pint on the website. It's pieces of chocolate oh, in what I assume I is like a like, vanilla. I don't know. They don't say what the base is. But I don't it's, like it's when a white base. they have the, the pictures of the pints on the website and the ice cream is mounded above like the rim of the pint. So staged. It's like you're not going to get that. No. Is it going to poof out when you open the lid? That's my complaint about pictures of French fries in an air fryer. People always overfill mm. to make it look bountiful. Mm. But if you put that many fries in an air fryer, mm. they're not going to be good. They're going to be mushy on the inside and burnt on the outside. Yeah. Horrible. Take that big picture. I'm just saying, yeah. Sometimes when yeah. you're staging a picture, do things to make it look pretty. But yeah, you have to balance that with having it be Feasibility. realistic, yeah. I think, especially when it's selling a product. Well, even when I was a kid, I would always try to make my food look like the pictures of the food, you know, like I wanted my bowls of ice cream to look like the bowls of ice cream in the commercials or whatever, or like the Briars or the Hershey's chocolate syrup when they would show like how it was being applied to the, the ice cream. I wanted to like mirror that exactly, you know, so it's, it's important. I agree. Make it realistic. Yeah. You need a whole second pint to do what that picture was. Basically. Mounted up like that. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the show, it takes a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us out, and we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. We will. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or at Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. I'm Glue and Glitter on all social media, and you can find my recipes, including that po' boy, at glueandglitter.com. And I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram, and we'd love to hear from you. Got a suggestion for a food we should try? Thoughts about an episode? Just want to say hello. Want to drag Dave for how he feels about Justin's chocolate peanut butter? <sighs> it's not fair. I haven't tried the one that everybody's recommending yet. We'll get some. Write to us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. Talkin' Tofu is a production of Caddington, Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Goodbye. You never say goodbye to the Toeheads. Rude. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.